Okay, so oh. you, you pronounce your name like Walter with an A, but it's Walter. Which way do you actually say it? It's uh, <clears throat> Walter. It's kind of, it's between an A and an O. I, I rarely say Walter, but that's kind of the German yeah <laughs> the german part of it so yeah it's just Walt, walter is fine that's good my dad's name was walter and he's irish so <laughs> <laughs> okay um okay so what uh, age did you start in music wow um i started piano lessons probably i don't know eight or nine years old whenever you typically start piano lessons <laughs> mm -hmm. but um i grew up in a church that sang all a cappella, so you learn parts uh, quickly. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, you rarely sang melody unless you're a soprano, so. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I knew, a, I knew a group of, I don't know if you ever heard of the, of the Suspenders from Vancouver. <clears throat> oh, no. And they grew up in one of those uh, gospel chapels that did not have any music, and they were a very good uh, a cappella group. But they also put in band later. But uh, that's how they basically learned to be so good. Same thing. Uh -huh. Yeah. <clears throat> Who or what influenced you musically? Well, um, just being around a lot of music, of course, at church, like I said, um, that was my probably first influence. Uh, I had an older brother that listened, listened to records and and mom and dad always had uh, records playing. I can remember Johnny Cash, Ring of Fire, and Peter, Paul, and Mary playing on the stereo. So <laughs> there was uh, quite a bit of music going on in our house, and uh, we would sing together as a family sometimes. Awesome. So <clears throat> you grew up in a Christian family. Were you always a Christian? Was it just something that uh, came upon you one day? What, what's your basic testimony? Well, um, <clears throat> my parents lived lived out you know a Christian walk so I got to witness it um, and then I did though make a, a direct decision myself I think in eighth grade mm -hmm. and committed my life to the Lord um, and knew that was you know that was the truth and because I'd seen it lived out and experienced uh, God in a real way so um, yeah, it was um, very fortunate to have been brought up that way. Yeah, that seems to be a, the the age. Uh, uh, real, they talk about the age of accountability. I myself, I was saved at uh, thirteen, so definitely at the crossroads, turning teenager, rebellious years ahead, and suddenly a change for something really good. Um, <clears throat> what bands did you get involved in? And tell us about your experiences in bands. Well, in high school, I got asked to join uh, with some friends and play piano for a gospel group called Koinonia. Um, oh. And I, I sang parts in that band. I hadn't really discovered a solo voice till much later, but um, we were doing, um, we actually did secular songs but would change the lyrics of some, some uh -huh. of them yes. <laughs> which is uh, hilarious and you know which was some of the ones we were thought were cool like my sweet lord by yeah by, uh, i did a jesus uh, way yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it was kind of crazy but yeah. and then we uh i think we had some originals i can't even remember because mm -hmm. I, I wasn't really writing back then but um or I was just starting to write, actually. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was my early start 
uh, and then um, later in college, I was in a, a, a Christian band. I played like organ and and keys. Again, same back same background, but uh, that's where I started to develop my solo voice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got really excited about that and uh, started to. The next band I was in after college um, was a one of the lead singers, uh, along with another guy. Awesome. And that was before Fighter, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And the koinonia you talk about is not the uh, famous one, right? Is that right? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely not. <clears throat> not, uh, yeah, not Andre Crouch's backup band. I think that was one of the best oh, yeah. or whatever. Oh. Yeah, I was listening to him back then. And, yeah, me too. Uh, grew up listening to... Carol King and Cat Stevens and mm-hmm. the Monkees and then Larry Norman and Andre Crouch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, we would have got on well. That's very good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, oh, we got here. Okay. What uh, did we get here? What What in- initiated your involvement in Christian music and what was it like for you? Well, um, I think... <clears throat> Music just became the vehicle for, you know, my, my passion for my faith and just wanting to share it with people. Um, that was that was the vehicle that, and because I like, you know, I liked music and this was a, a great way to to get it out to people our age and um, so yeah, it was it just felt pretty natural. It was never about oh, I want to be a star. I want to, mm. you know make a music career whatever yeah, yeah. it was it was kind of came in from the other side and then grew to love performing and and songwriting and all that so mm-hmm. in your opinion is there any difference between a christian band and a band made up of christians well christian bands <clears throat> are typically people that are singing Christian lyrics in um, in that in that uh, you know attempted get get on Christian radio in mm-hmm. in that world but you know yeah we are a Christian band we're going out where our message is Christian um, uh, the other way you know, Christians in a band they I guess I look at that as they can be doing other styles of music and not intentionally wanting to you know get people saved or change their heart or anything but they you know you two and his example of mm-hmm. uh, Christians in bands mm-hmm. obviously um, and there's you know there's a lot there's a lot of people like that that they they want to do music but not necessarily Christian music or be labeled uh, you know, like a contemporary Christian artist or whatever mm-hmm. that makes sense <laughs> it, it does there's a few bands like that uh, that don't like to be labeled christian band though mm-hmm. they are christians uh, i think switchfoot's one of them it's like that mm-hmm. a few yeah. so it's almost like they have to um defend the fact that they're not doing ministry but they probably are without realizing it because a lot of kids are drawn to them and look at their lives and uh, that could sure. be ministry without it be intending it as long as they're living their life correctly, right? Right. Yeah, for <clears throat> yeah. sure. You think you two, I think they originally tried to start out as a gospel group, but uh, just sort of evolved, or it was just the fact that uh, three of the members were Christians and they were in a rock band, and 
just kind of came about. We do play a lot of them, by the way, on our station. So. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah love them. <clears throat> yeah, the great stuff. Okay. Um, what? Uh, okay. What kind of pressure did the church put on Christian musicians like you when you would go to somewhere? to play in a church or I guess coffee house or a concert or whatever the venue was did the churches have expectations of you that threw you off yeah um, it wasn't <clears throat> I mean we were still breaking ground uh, at that time you know um, late 70s early 80s I guess it was starting to become a little more commonplace but but you know they would kind of freak out if you know if the drums were too loud or <laughs> you know yeah. you know there'd be there'd always be still some <clears throat> resistance from elders or whatever that thought eh, you know how too loud too rock i don't know i mean too many. it wasn't it, it wasn't yeah it wasn't yeah. horrible yeah uh but there were still a few battles to fight mm -hmm. there um and uh of course <laughs> the church we played where our uh pyrotechnics started the carpet on fire oh boy oh boy oh boy <laughs> yeah, uh, i think uh nancy joe man was telling me once that uh they wanted her to take her makeup off and oh go, wow go back and change and put on their real stage wear when they showed up and they thought they were just in their you know <laughs> yeah very so very funny. very casual punk rock yeah heavy metal outfits <clears throat> so i know yeah, I'm a drummer as well. I even know growing up in church and playing in church, they always liked me behind the glass and using mm, my brushes. Yeah. And if I showed up yeah. with too many drums, it was, you know, <laughs> took up too much of the stage. So. Using your brushes, <laughs> yeah. I love that. <laughs> I, I usually lost them after the first verse, and then suddenly the yeah. sticks would appear. Uh, <laughs> so um, do you have any memorable gigs to talk about? Oh, yes. Um well, I'll give you two examples. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> one is just a, a, a high school auditorium show in the middle of the Midwest. Um, our keyboard player, Mark, who's who passed away actually uh, a couple years ago, um, we have this big opening. Uh, there was a guy named Jim Chanel in in. Uh, he was well known in the Christian industry. He was a had an awesome radio voice, so we got him to do these liners, these mm -hmm. openers for us. It's mm -hmm. just ominous, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> please help me welcome. Yeah. So. Love it. So our intro started. It's a build up. It's like got the synth and it's building up, building up, building up, and um, three of the guys run out on get on on stage before the rest of the band does. I guess kind of before the curtains open. Um, or as the curtains are opening, and Mark, as he was going to jump on his keyboard riser, caught his boot on the corner of the riser and <laughs> fell spread eagle oh. on top of his <clears throat> keyboard. Two keyboards came crashing down, oh, no. and we, we were, <clears throat> Sean and I were watching from the uh, side of the stage, <laughs> just like frozen, like, oh no, <laughs> Ch Chanel's going to say, please help me welcome. <laughs> it's like somebody stopped the tape, <laughs> and so, so like they stopped the intro, and then two of the guys went out and 
you know, we didn't have roadies then. No. <laughs> you know, two of the guys went out and pulled the, struggled to pull these big heavy curtains shut up, shut. <laughs> and somebody in the crowd goes, yay, fighter. <laughs> <laughs> and so we get the curtains shut and miraculously the keyboards were okay. We could do the show, but oh my gosh. So so we start, restarted the show, and my husband Jim played. Jim was a bass player, my husband, and yeah. he jumped over to Mark's riser during the first song and saw Mark's gum was sitting on his keyboard, and he goes, what's that? And Mark goes, my ego. <laughs> <laughs> so we laughed all the way home about that. It was, yeah. it, it, But the funny thing is, Jeff, like a bunch of people got saved at that gig. Yes. They saw you were yeah, real people, it was, right? It was awesome. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah. God can use yeah. that. <laughs> I know. The other memorable <clears throat> gig was probably one of our last gigs, and that was yeah. um, in uh, Sao Paulo, Brazil, in front of 110,000 people. Hmm. So it was a giant festival over there. And, uh, you walk out in that front of that many people, and that was pretty daunting, wow. but uh, amazing. Yeah. Yeah takes you back eh <laughs> mm -hmm. wow. yeah for sure okay so what artists uh, did you share the stage with any stories from that oh gosh yeah um jeff moore mm -hmm. petra um we whiteheart we toured with whiteheart one or white cross <laughs> yes. but we opened for whiteheart as well it's a festival and mm -hmm. one of our favorites was mylon lefevre mm -hmm. and broken heart Oh yes, and Mylon, wow, mm. what a presence he had! He had an awesome show. Yes, and he told us his advice to us was pray more than you play. Right. So we never forgot that, and I, I mean, his presence was so—I don't know what it was about him, but he walked into a room and you just felt something different and just an anointing on him yeah but his his crew would <laughs> refer to him as elvis because he had that kind of yes. a vibe yeah elvis has left the building yeah and what yeah. staging he had quite the stage up set up too and uh, yeah yeah he did yeah. yep <laughs> yeah i'm getting messages here on my ipad i had to turn down my volume okay so um let's go back here um Tell us about what it was like gigging as a Christian band, and how do you think it differs from being in a secular band or secular gig? Well, um, you <clears throat> need to be an example. I mean, everywhere you go, people are watching you if you're labeling yourself as a Christian band. Um, I was in a band called Sapphire that was a Christian band, and mm -hmm. um, we were on the Zondervan label back in the day, but uh, we went through a time where we thought let's do clubs and mix in our own originals but do covers and maybe we can be a witness you know in those places um which you know a noble cause but it wasn't really a good fit for us mm -hmm. uh but uh we hopefully had some influence i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah um how were you received in some of these not um often uh, well, we had some club owners <clears throat> say, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, they need, you know, they they thrive on selling drinks and getting people dancing and and selling more drinks. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. we weren't that great at that. But um, and then we, when we did try to kind of witness or sneak in our own message, it was 
you know, sometimes they weren't too happy about that. Yeah. Okay, I'm just telling somebody I'm going to call them back. They're bothering me on my phone. Okay. Um. <laughs> I know I'm getting <clears throat> messages too. Yeah, do not text an interview. That's right. Okay. That's right. <laughs> Very dangerous. It is, it is. You might lose track of what you're talking about. Okay, <laughs> do you prefer live or studio work? Um, they were both fun for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, live is such a unique thing that um, it's such an energy you get from the crowd and so fulfilling. But I enjoy studio work too. Um, I'm, I don't do much now, but um, uh, I actually still write and produce jingles occasionally mm-hmm. if somebody calls, but I don't pursue that. But I like I like getting the, the great sound in the studio and that's fun too yeah go back and fix what you did the first time yeah yeah unlike unlike live you get many chances to get it right well that's yeah that's exactly live you get one one shot yeah david huff was telling me the very thing they do a live album but he still goes back and maybe adds in a solo that didn't quite match you know the first time the guitar was out of tune you just have to do that sometimes and yeah there you go people there's a secret out for you it's yeah. not always totally live, and if it is, they they have to tell you. So <laughs> sometimes yeah. you can really tell. Okay, yeah. um, what are your favorite songs to play? Oh gosh, well I'm not I haven't played for yeah. quite a while. Um, gosh, give us a couple I always favorites. Liked, yeah, um, I guess from my I liked the really rocking stuff like uh, try. Um, was one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked "Look Me in the Eye." I, yes. a, a lot of our stuff had some great harmonies, yeah. so mm-hmm. I loved to harmonize. So that that was always fun when we had three part stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked creating an emotion with uh, something like "Radio Man." Mm-hmm. Um, it was awesome to tell that just tell a story with a song. Yeah, I like that one too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would because you you are a radio That's man. That's right. Try to be anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and on your solo album, there's a lot of good music on there as well. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to remember. Uh... I, ha- I had it in oh, front of me. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, what's the ballad? Um, this is where my heart is. That's it. Love that. That's yeah. A great one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, because that was kind of my story. Yes. You know? Yeah. Okay. I keep losing my screen. I had I had a list of them right here in front of me, but uh, uh, I actually clicked it all off this morning, and I thought, oh, no, I got to refind it. But anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> no, we, we'll play lots of your music on this, so it's good. Uh, oh, thanks. It's great. Um, what advice? Okay, this is right up. This is a good question for you because this is what you do now. What advice would you give young musicians coming up? Oh man, um, you've got to love what you do uh, because the industry part of it is hard. Yeah. And there's so much music out there now with available to people, and you know it. It's astounding i don't know if i would have the the guts to do it now just because of the plethora of choices people have so you need to do music because you love it Mm -hmm. um because the industry will eat you up don't do it 
to get famous yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if those things come along, great, but enjoy the journey mm-hmm. and do do what you love and do it well. Yeah, yeah, everything should come yeah. into play if you do that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so if you hadn't been a musician, what else would you have done? And are you still doing that now? I guess uh, you're not, but uh, what what, uh, would, what else would you have been doing? Well, I loved uh, photography. Yeah. Um, in fact, after I went to a two-year Christian college, I was contemplating going to a photography school. And then um, I met, met some people at a, my brother's wedding that summer, and my cousin was in Iowa in a band, and he said, we need, we need a keyboard player and a singer. Why don't you come and and join our band so mm-hmm. <laughs> i chose music yeah. so yeah i'm glad i did that's awesome um <clears throat> so you were talking you still do some jingles and uh do you do any performing at all any songs? no we i was on uh jim and i were on a worship team mm-hmm. at our at a church we were attending and uh, four years ago we switched churches and haven't uh haven't done that since really <clears throat> um i've been busy with um working with other artists as yeah. a live music producer. Mm-hmm. So with Tom Jackson Productions, yes. and I help help artists with their live performance, right. their live show. Mm-hmm. So tell us about that. What, what happens? Do they come to you and say, hi, we're a band, we're trying to get on... Um, do they come to your school, basically, or...? No. Um, it, Tom's got some resources available, uh, videos and a book, um, plus, he teaches all over the country, all over Canada. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's right. I w- so it's the we Tom go to Jackson. Their... Yes, we know him yes. well up here. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, we yeah. do. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm his uh, associate uh, live music producer. So Tom and I go either where the artist is, or they come to Nashville. Mm-hmm. They get a re- rehearsal space, and we listen to their music ahead of time, and and help them figure out how to make an interesting show in other words we help them create moments in their show yes and it's it starts with the right song arrangement for live because um live is different than you would record a song for radio yes live audiences expect different things yes, so mm-hmm. yep thank you yep. thanks so to elvis help. right <laughs> <laughs> yeah we started it all exactly yeah. yeah and in fact many indie artists now um, the only place they're going to ma- have an income is from their live show. Mm-hmm. Um, you create an interesting live show. They buy your merch. People book you again. Yeah. They, they make you make that connection. It's huge, and the, you, you've got fans for life if you're if you understand the audience psychology and why they come to shows mm-hmm. and what they expect. So, yeah, it's been really fulfilling, Jeff. I just, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, it's the next best thing to being on stage myself, yeah. actually. Right on. I had this question ready, uh, written up long before I realized what you did. Um, what do you think of reality shows like The Voice and, and American Idol, etc.? <clears throat> well, um, they're TV shows, and I, you know, I know some people that have been on them, and uh, I know one of the vocal coaches yeah. for The Voice. Uh-huh. And you know, they're they're trying to get, especially American Idol, always goes for the dramatic story, and that's uh-huh. part of cre- creating the show. Yeah. Um, 
they can be a springboard, but you know, really, there hasn't been that many mm-hmm. uh, artists that have uh, created a career from that show. Mm-hmm. And so, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I mean, take the opportunity. I guess if someone asked you to be on the show or whatever, or to audition, but don't base everything on that. You know, no. you hear some of those people saying, oh, this is my last shot, and I'm thinking, uh, yeah. no, it isn't. You've just, just go and do it. <laughs> and you've just done a big audition on live TV, right? Everybody yeah. who is anybody yeah. may have seen you, as opposed yeah. to the little nightclub bar. Right. I, I've always yeah. thought of it, it's, it doesn't matter if you win. If you're good, someone's going to see oh, yeah. you, right? And see exactly. that's something that you have. Yeah, right. you typically you don't want to win those shows no, you actually don't. because the contracts are terrible. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and then you try to <laughs> get out of them. They own you. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I've heard mm-hmm. a few stories. Um, I guess Carrie Underwood's the only big, big, big success out of the whole thing who's kind of and, jumped above the, all that, right? Yeah, and Kelly Clark. That's right. Yeah, that's two. Too. That's two yeah. of them. Now she's that's on the two. Voice as well. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, a lot of criticism on those, but they're entertaining. But like you say, the backstory is part of the drama. It's reality TV, sure. whatever. But yep. I, I like to say it's, I like it's a big audition, and uh, it's mm-hmm. depends who's watching, right? So right, it depends right. who what uh, what um, rock manager walked into a bar one night and happened to see somebody <laughs> on stage. Is how it used to be. So, right. Right, and you know, um, <clears throat> I have had uh, some of the artists I've worked with uh, have gotten noticed because of their live show. Right. Uh, sometimes the music wasn't maybe up to par yet or mm-hmm. it wasn't, you know, people weren't expecting anything, but their show just knocked them over. Yeah. And that, because so that really does have an effect. I've seen some reviews, a few, few of my artists have gotten and, and it's, it's amazing. People just are going nuts because they don't yeah. see that people yeah. think they don't need to do have a have a show they just think mm-hmm. oh people should come to hear my songs mm-hmm. but that's not <clears throat> that's not true not the way it goes no no right <laughs> yeah and also i think there's a big difference between uh, solo artists and bands bands can sometimes get away with uh so-so vocals as long as they've got a great lead guitar player but uh <laughs> right yeah but that's when um if the, you've got a great singer it's inevitable they they go solo eventually right oh yeah oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah sometimes yeah yeah do you think that's planned like with you i don't know if you thought well, one day i'm going to be a solo but i'll stay with this band for a while no actually we weren't <clears throat> jim and i weren't ready really for the band <clears throat> to dissolve we just that yeah you know family issues and things like that just kind of um came into play and it was kind of a bummer but yeah. part of our contract was that uh the label had the option to do solo records right. on any of any of us if you know once the band was done yeah. so that's kind of what happened and i was i was glad to take the opportunity yeah did the band follow you with some of the band members follow you to the album or did they use studio musicians or yes yes no i used uh let's see I don't think Jim played bass on this. I can't even remember. That's yeah. terrible. Sean, Sean or I mean, uh, uh, Billy played guitar, mm-hmm. and uh, Mark Pence played some keys. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got to look at the credits yeah. again. I think I've sent I think my, Sean, yeah. 
Sean helps on some background vocals, too. Yeah, I have to get your CD again because I sent mine over to Mr. Bill at the station so we could put it on the air. So he, oh, okay. he, he physically has to ha own and have yeah. copies to play them. <laughs> I can play them on from here, yeah. which I do, but he has to actually physically have it. So he has my copy. i got to gotcha. find another one for myself. <laughs> or I would look okay. up the credits for you. Yeah, <clears> yeah. Sorry. Anyways, um trying to think what else I'd like to know. What... Uh, so for now, you're happy going on with life and uh, helping young musicians get started, and uh, it's fulfilling. Uh, how long do you think you'll be doing this for? Oh, um, I'll, I'm going to do it as long as as long as I can because yeah. I really love it. Yeah. I mean, it's, I love. get to work with artists at all levels, yes. uh, not just beginning artists, but guys that have been out there a while. Um, uh, so yeah, we've we've helped. Pro artists mm -hmm. that are already already known and beginning, is, so it's really gratifying to. Is there anybody see a change? Yeah, is there anybody you wish you had gotten to work with, or would love to have given advice to, and it, you just would really wanted to but never got to? Oh wow, that's a hard question. Yeah, just I just would, thought of it now. <laughs> I'd have to, <clears throat> I'd have to think about that for a bit. I mean, there's every time I see a group. Or an artist doing something wrong, or or not taking advantage of creating a moment. I would, you know, it's it's hard for me to watch a show because yeah. I'm constantly critiquing of and course. thinking, oh man, you should have left a pause there. Uh, yeah. You should have yeah. done this or that. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, make my make me get goosebumps. Yeah. So, you know, but you but you they didn't, and that's frustrating to me. So yeah, so it just is part of you now, right? I, even yeah. in my own way, I play in a band as well. It's a cover band, and uh, mm -hmm. we go see other bands play. And if they play one of the songs we do, I that, that drummer's not playing that part right, you know. Uh. So you do. You <laughs> tend to be a critic, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. <clears throat> well, the worst thing for me is I show up and the band doesn't have a drummer. That's even worse. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, that's not fun. Uh, thank you so much uh, for doing this. It's been uh, trying to get this all together for a while. And it's always a pleasure to talk to people out there, especially our music heroes and uh, those we've admired and, and loved for years. And uh, we do want to thank you for your ministry over the years and what you're doing now as well is really great. And is there any last thing you'd like to say to our audience before I let you go? Well, thanks, Jeff. It's been it's been great to be on. Um, uh, I guess to to artists out there. You know, follow your passion because uh, we need great art. We need great music. So I would encourage anyone that thinks they're even if you think you're too old or whatever. I mean, there's always a place uh, a place for you um, in your passion. So just follow that. Amen. That's great. Okay. Thank you so much. I'm going to turn off my recorder and uh, and we can just there we go. Thank you so much. Appreciate it.